If you hadn't had a chance, I, it seemed like maybe we were having a technical difficulty there for a moment, but it uh, looks like our poll is up and running and answers are coming in. Uh, we're also going to uh, go ahead and do the offering right now, so we'll go ahead and t- take up the offering. Renee is going to pass that. And I just want to say, if you are, oh, good, we got a smiley face. We always need to have at least one smiley face in there. All right, so uh, if, uh, if this is your first time or if you're just visiting, we don't want anybody to feel any pressure to give, all right? You know, God only likes cheerful givers. But, uh, you know, if this is your church, then this is part of uh, how we worship. Uh, and so those baskets are going to uh, be passed. Uh, you can also just drop your uh, paper connection card Uh, in there, or if you brought in one of these little wooden nickels and you don't want to reuse it to invite someone else, uh, you can drop that in the basket too. Um, uh, And then we'll reuse it. So, uh, so, um, if you can go ahead and start that recording. So, what happens when we get baptized? It looks like this crowd uh, is rather well informed. Uh, We've got a bunch of, I think, really good answers here. We are born to new life. We die to sin. We publicly declare our belief. Oh boy, here comes something else. What, what, oh, there are a couple blanks, I guess. Uh, old self dies and a new heart comes. Uh, outward expression of our faith. Public claim of personal commitment and changed life. It represents we die to sin. Uh, and smiley face. Well, that is, that is actually fairly accurate. So uh, this should be a fairly easy task for me to uh, just remind us of some of the things that are happening when we're baptized according to Paul's teaching in his letter to the Romans. And so we'll look at that now. Um, If we can get that slide pulled up. That's going to be in Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 1. What shall we say then? Uh, Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father that we too may live a new life. For, we, for if we have been united with him in death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. Let's pray. Well, Father, just as we do this today, and as we remember the sacrifice of your Son for us, and the new life that he offers when we, uh, when we are baptized into him, 
Lord, would you empower us to just walk that out? Would you help us to obey everything you've commanded? Would you help us to recommit ourselves to living that life of sacrificial love and service to you and to our neighbors? I just ask for these things in Jesus' name. Well, I have to say I'm very impressed with the uh, the responses that we got, um, but I will offer just a few things um, that I think kind of help illuminate this passage and that might make for interesting conversation in a couple minutes. You know, one thing that we want to remember when we're baptized is that in baptism, we're all in. And we're all in as a people, as a people of the living God. You know, when John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preparing the way for Jesus, he baptized people in the Jordan River. And I don't believe that his baptizing people in the Jordan River is a mistake because the Jordan River is the river that the people of God, that the, that the people of Israel crossed through when they came in to take the promised land uh, for good. When Joshua led the people into the promised land, he led them through the Jordan River. And the Jordan River parted much in the same way that the Jordan River parted when the, the Israelites came out of Egypt and the Red Sea parted when Moses was leading them out of, out of Egypt uh, and into the land of promise, into, uh, into freedom. That when, when people saw John the Baptist dipping people in the Jordan River, he was asking them to remember that the, the God who had called and formed a people for himself by bringing them out of slavery and out of homelessness and out of wandering and out of, out of confusion into a covenant, into a relationship with the living God, and that that relationship with the living God would reflect the glory of that God to the world, that his people would, in, in fact, be his image, bearing his likeness to the world so that the world could come into rela- relationship with God and creation could be restored. And so when we remember what, jo- what uh, John the Baptist was doing in that Jordan River, Jesus comes along and he says, baptize me too. And, and John the Baptist, Baptist says, I can't baptize you. You don't have any sins that you need to repent of. You don't need to renew the covenant. You're the, you're the one who's to come. You're the Messiah. And he says, no, let me do this as an example uh, so that all righteousness can be fulfilled, right? And so even Jesus is all in with baptism. When we're baptized, we, we, we become part of this story. We say, I want the story of the people of God. I want that Exodus story, that story of being uh, enslaved to sin but freed. I want that to be my story. I want to be part of this thing, part of this covenant with the living God. And as that idea and that theme develops, part of what we remember is that we die to our old life, right? That when we go under the water, that symbolizes death, right? We're saying we're dead to what came before, and when we're raised up, we're raised in resurrection life. We're raised in the new life that is only found in Christ and in his resurrection, the only Savior who has ever come back from the dead. And so this is what it means to be baptized. And you guys actually are doing pretty well, doing pretty good at understanding. And I think Paul lays it out pretty clearly in that passage that we read from Romans. When we come up, we're soaking wet, right? When we come up, we're soaking wet. We're drenched. We're saturated with the love of God. 
that it, there's no part of our body that isn't covered in water, that isn't, that isn't saturated with, with the presence of God and with his love as a symbol of being washed of our sins. And so the question today uh, that I'd like for us to talk about for just a few minutes before we call the kids down, and, and uh, I know it's been it's brief, we're kind of just running all over the place. Uh, the question is, do you remember your baptism? What was it like? And I want to give total permission here. If, if, if you were not baptized, that's cool. Talk about that too, okay? Uh, and I also want to give total permission to, if you are feeling a little shy about answering this question, it's okay to pass. You can just say, hey, you know, I'd really rather just listen today and, and hear what, what other people have to say. So if you would, find one or two other people, groups of three, groups, please group, no groups larger than three. If, if we get groups larger than three, we found out the conversation just kind of keeps going and every, you know, in order for everybody to have a chance to share. So some couples will have to uncouple for a few minutes to have a conversation with somebody else. Find somebody uh, and talk about these questions. Do you remember your baptism? What was it like? Uh, what does it mean to you? And just uh, have that conversation. All right? Go for it. Okay. All right, so we can kind of call it back together here. So just giving us the road map here. Uh, usually what we normally would do is we do like a couple rounds of that, and then we would take time to pray for each other in small groups. Because of what we're doing today, that doesn't quite work. And kids are going to come downstairs any minute, and then we'll like really get started with the... Uh, the baptism liturgy, uh, which I think should be kind of fun. It's going to be maybe a little different than what we normally do here, but uh, I think and I hope eventful. Um, I do wonder, just because we have a, like a minute or two to, to, to kill here uh, in terms of, of stall time so the kids can get through their story upstairs, I wonder, would anybody want to share the story of their baptism? Would anybody want to just let us know what that was like? Is anybody, anybody game? Feeling brave? If not, I can talk. That's fine. Okay, I'll talk. Well, or, or you wanna you wanna go, Lindsay? You wanna share? Come on up. Come on up. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Lindsay. Um, I was baptized twice, actually. Uh, the first time I'd been um, just back story. My grandfather pastored a small church in Strafford. And so I've always had the privilege of being raised under a Christian home, and it was just kind of a thing that was kind of expected, you know, just kind of another step toward the Christian checklist. So I did it around, I think I was like five, six, maybe, and I remember we had a big lunch. I got a little cross necklace, et cetera. But years later, um, after I'd been a... Uh, more serious Christian for a while to where it'd become more personal, I decided to get baptized again because at that point I could appreciate it and um, I understand what it meant. I got baptized with my two brothers in 2013 and my grandfather had the privilege of doing that again for me in front of the congregation. And that second time meant a lot more, not only because the meaning of baptism and the symbol 
motivation that, you know, goes with it, but the fact that I got to do it with my family, and that's kind of the whole thing with being welcomed into the family of Christ. So, you know, I got to do it with my literal family, and then I also got to share it with my spiritual church family. So, yeah. Awesome. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing, Lindsay. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. That's great. Okay. Uh, can I get somebody's assistance with scooting this table out of the way just so that we can kind of see what we're about to do? Well, now comes the really exciting part. We get to do it. We get to actually do this thing. So we're here today to witness and celebrate the work of God in the lives of Branch Epperson and Bolt Gecki, and to carry out Jesus' command in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And in those verses, Jesus says th- it says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So while baptism is a sign and a celebration of receiving the gift and our acceptance into Christ, we recognize that this is the beginning of a lifelong process of discipleship that, and, and learning to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us. And it is a process that continues until the day we die or until Jesus returns. And so we're going to be doing a lot of call and response kind of stuff um, here. And we don't normally do this kind of stuff, but and we try to be a church that's very approachable. It's very easy, kind of nice, nice, easy on-ramp. This might be a little bit weird for some of us, and so I just want to say there's no pressure to participate in, uh, in what we're about to do. And, oh, we will need that, we will need that to work if it's going to happen. So we'll have to, have to bear with us for a moment when we've got those, those oh, man, because we're going to need the responses. What, what happened? Oh, dear. Uh, you want to try refreshing the... Hey, there we go. That's what we need. All right, awesome. All right, cool. Uh, and so we're going to be doing some creeds. Here's what's going to happen. We'll, we'll go through the Nicene Creed, which is an, a historic creed, and then, uh, and then I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to read another scripture and ask a question to our candidates, to Bolt and to Branch. We'll pull them up. I'm going to ask them a series of questions, and then there are going to be some questions for us as a church to answer, Okay. Uh, and what this is, is we're making commitments. We're making commitments to Christ. We're making commitments to a kind of life that we're going to live. But it's, a, it's commitments that happen in community, right? And so uh, just read the slides. It's, it's not that hard. Um, if you, there's, but there's also no compulsion to read the slide. If you just want to watch, you can just watch, okay? All right, so in the spirit of being really clear about what it is that we as Christians believe and, and tapping into the larger church, right? That, you know, the Vineyard Movement is just this rinky-dink, small little movement of churches. It's, it's really small when you consider the whole history of the church in, in, in the world, all right? And so we want to connect to uh, other churches on other continents, on, uh, in other, other times and places in history. And, and, and one creed that really helps us do that is the Nicene Creed. It's from 325 AD, if you know anything about when the, 
when the biblical canon was like really finally settled, then that's like, you know, actually before then. So um, I invite you, if you will, to read this creed. And when we get to the part that says Catholic, please understand that that's, that's in the sense of universal, okay? Uh, we're not saying that like the Catholic church is the church or something like that, uh, though we include those people as our brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? So when we get to the part that says Catholic, don't, don't trip on that. It just means there's one church. There's one universal church, okay? All right, so if you would join me, uh, and would you stand and join me uh, in declaring our faith? We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. And so, having declared our faith, I want to offer to you, Bolt and Branch, and to everyone else who's gathered here today, this word of exhortation from the Apostle Paul who wrote to the church in Philippi. He said this. He said, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. And being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so, knowing that you are being invited into the resurrection of Jesus, as well as a life of sacrificial service that will definitely be difficult and may even cost you your life, I want to ask Branch and Bolt this question. Do you desire to be baptized? So, you say yes, okay. Yeah, all right, come on up, boys. Come on up, guys. Here we go. All right, 
And so for this next part, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. And you guys can stand. Why don't you stand? Why don't you face, why don't you face the community here? So you kind of face out this way, all right? All right, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I'm going to we'll do these in sets of three, okay? So for the first set of three, um, I'm going to ask you guys if you're going to renounce sin, the world, and the devil, okay? Uh, and so I'm going to ask you a question, and the answer, if you renounce those things, is I renounce them, okay? And so say it loud so we can all hear you, okay? Sound good? You got it? Okay, so question is, do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God. Awesome. Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? All right. Well done, guys. Here we go. All right, so for this next part, uh, I'm going to ask you, basically, do you accept Jesus? Do you trust him, and will you obey him? And the answer, if you do want to do those things is I do, okay? And just say it real loud, okay? All right, here we go. So, do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? I do. All right. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? I do. Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? I do. All right, awesome. Now I'm going to invite the church to stand, all right? And so this is a big question. All right, the response is we will, if, if that is in fact the response, okay? Will you be the church, the body of Christ that will support these sons of God as true brothers with the sacrifice of your time, talent, and financial resources in order that they may continue to grow as disciples and enjoy fellowship and unity with God the Father through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit? If so, say all right, and then I have a couple more questions for everybody, including you guys, all right? And this is an opportunity for us as a community to renew our commitment to Jesus and following the example of these young men. It's an opportunity for us to reflect on what it means to be Christians, to be believers in Jesus, and to accept his leadership in our lives. And so I ask you these questions. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? And if so, say, I will with God's help. Will Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? And will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? All right, let's dunk these guys. If you will, you can be seated. All right, uh, who's going first here? We're going to go oldest to youngest, youngest to oldest. I tell you what, I'm going to let Branch go first and maybe Bill can too. All right, why don't you go sit down for a second and get you in just a second. Okay, so... Um, Let's grab the towels, and then if we have anybody who wants to take, uh, wants to take, we, we've got towels in the dryer so they stay warm, all right? We've got towels in the dryer if they stay warm. All right, I'm baptizing you. Is that what's going on? All right, why don't you come on? Why don't you come on over here? Yeah, come on around. It's okay. Why don't you go ahead and get in? All right, you got it? should be nice and warm. Yo.
Yeah, yeah. We'll wait a second. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. We won't, we won't dunk before we have the towels. We won't dunk. We'll make sure everybody's, everybody's in place. Don't rush it. All right, here, just, yeah, whatever. Just here, throw one here, and then we've got, you want to just pile them over there? Here, just throw them on this. Here. There we go. There we go. That's good. All right. Okay, why don't you face, why don't you face this way? Most of your family's over here. All right, why don't you go ahead and sit down? Nice and warm, isn't it? A little too warm? Okay, and then I want you to, I want you to hold, I want you to go ahead and cross your arms like this. Hold your nose like that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say some words and then I'll dunk you, okay? All right, so Branch, because of your confession of faith and by the authority given to me by the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dead to sin, alive in Christ. Yeah. Stand up. All right. Yeah. Come on out, bud. Let's wrap you up. Okay. Make sure you're nice and warm here. All right. And now we want to pray for you. Okay, and uh, get you nice and warm there. All right, yeah. You want to pray? Pray for this guy. Yeah. Anybody else who wants to? Yeah. You want to just? Okay. Let's do it that way. All right. So, Father, we bless this kid, and we thank you for his commitment to you. We thank you for his acceptance by your Son. And so now I just say, Branch, receive the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive God's leadership and blessing on your life. Be empowered to serve and to love in the pattern of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. So you go get comfy. Take, take one towel and set it down, you know. All right. Bull, let's go, buddy. Come on up. I'm so proud of you. You want to just hop in? warm. All right. There you go. Okay. You ready for this? You want to you want to sit on this side? Yeah, come on. All the, this is this is the good side for pictures. All right, you got it? You good? Okay. All right, I want you to go ahead and cross your arms. All right? I want you to put one hand over your nose so you don't you don't breathe in, okay? All right. I love you so much. I'm so glad you get to do this. All right. So, because of your profession of faith, and by the authority given me in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dead to sin, alive in Christ. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. for you, okay? Lord, just bless this boy. Thank you for his commitment to you. Thank you for his sincere love for you. God, I ask that he would just receive all the blessings that come from knowing you right now. Bolt, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the power to serve God and your neighbors. 
and all of the blessings that come from knowing Christ and his salvation. Empower him to love and serve his family and his neighbors and his church. I just ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, Branch and Bull, don't leave. I got Bibles for you after you get changed. So, all right. So, um, this is the time when we usually take to pray for each other, and we definitely want to do that. I want to make an invitation um, while the band comes up to play this last song. Uh, If anybody's here and you are moved by the example of these young men and you want to give your life to Christ, today is a really good day to do that. And we can all hang out and do another baptism. Like, you know, water's water's still warm. Um, Maybe you're here and you'd say, you know, I've kind of wandered from what it means to be a committed follower of Jesus. Like, I'm kind of like on the sideline. I'm not fully engaged in this thing. And I just need some prayer. I need to kind of reorient, kind of, Get moving towards Jesus again. And you'd like for us to pray for you. We really want to pray for you, too. Uh, Also, if you just are moved with the feeling that, man, I want to see this happen again. Because I want to see this happen again. I want us to be people that do this regularly as a church. That this is part of our calling. This is key to our identity in Christ and what it means to follow Jesus is to welcome people into community. And if you're feeling that fire, you're feeling that passion to see your neighbor's family members, co-workers come to Christ, boy, we really want to pray for you today too. So if any of that applies, just ask that you come on forward. Somebody who's been trained on our prayer team will just put their hand on your, on your shoulder and ask how they can pray for you. Would you stand as we sing this last song? Mm-hmm.